Hello and welcome to another episode of the Legendary Frogcast. We are discussing Spider-Man 2. Or a Spider-Man 2. We're discussing an amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, no, I, I don't think we're doing that. That's not happening. Well, we are. Okay, so I thought, so which Spider-Man 2 are we talking about? Are we talking about the the good one, the great one, or the one we don't talk about? Hmm. Do you consider Spider-Man 2 the good one or the great one? That's the question. Which <laughs> Spider-Man 2? Yeah, you ru- you ruined the joke, Dustin. Spider-Man 2 came out in 2004. Let's just talk about Doc Ock. What do you think about Doc Ock? Good. Tragic villain. Tragic villain. After Molina was having a blast. And it shows. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. It had Electro in it. What do you think? The more I the more I think about that movie, the less I like it. Yeah, it was uh it was uh it was it wasn't it wasn't great. I mean it was a piece of work. They dropped the ball a lot on that one. They didn't they didn't drop the ball, they launched it at the ground at supersonic speeds. <laughs> and finally we have Spider Man Far From Home with the fifth appearance of Spider Man in this in this series. That's um, pretty good. Anyway, this is the Legendary Frogcast. I am Joseph Blanchett, your host. With me is Justin Watts. Yo. And Randy Keepers. The patrons of of Violence at your service. And we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I'm sounding all professional here. Spider-Man Far From Home. It's in my radio voice. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the newest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which... Uh, you know, ended two months ago, but um, you know, we're we're back for some more. Yeah. I um yeah. This was uh this was interesting. So this is, um we'll this, is a, this is this Spider Man is a first is a first has a lot of firsts going on. It's the first Post-Avengers Spider-Man movie. Uh Uh-huh. It's the first post-Spider-Man movie. I mean, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out post-Avengers. And so did Spider-Man Homecoming. It's the... I meant, like, in-universe, the first post-Avengers. Okay, yeah. The Avengers are probably not a thing anymore in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And out of universe, it's the first post Stan Lee. It's yeah, the but... first one that doesn't have a Stan Lee cameo. Mm-hmm. No cameo in this one. I might even notice like a like a picture or anything hanging around, which I kind of thought would be the the way they include the cameos um, after that. So, what do you guys think of this? version of Spider-Man. I don't think we've ever had a, um, like we weren't really doing podcasts when Homecoming came around and we never really talked about it much in a, in our, like, in like a, in like our end game, um, review. Like, what do you think of the Tom Holland Spider-Man? Well, I love him. He's, he's a kid and he's a dork and it's great. Yeah. This, 
this is kind of the Spider-Man I've been wanting for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my Toby. Toby. Love my Toby. He's a good he's a good spooter. And Andrew Garfield, God bless his heart, he tried. It's just everything around him was failing. And he was the one bright shining star of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't but, but I haven't Holland, seen oh, go ahead. But Tom Holland has thrived. He has become his own Spider Man. And he is just an adorable little cinnamon roll that you just want to hug and protect from the world because God bless him, he has that Peter Parker look. And Nick Fury's just trying to get him in danger all the time. You mean knock? You mean mock Fury? Are we getting right off spoilers? Spoiler, yeah, folks. If he, he, we're coming into spoilers on this one. We can talk about the twist after credit scene that didn't really have an effect much on the movie um, when we come to it. Um, yeah, like I, this uh, version of Spider-Man, um, I really like, but also just the fact that this is the first time he's interacted with, um, you know, other heroes on screen, mm-hmm. and um, that has really, you know, affected the character. Um, in ways that the other two series never really could have because he was just always on his own. Um, but he's, you know, he came pretty late in the MCU, all things considered. Like, he wasn't the only superhero. Like, the world has Iron Man and Thor and Hulk and all those other people. And he's kind of like, well, I can be like these guys. I can do it on a. I can help my neighborhood out at least. So, you know, that's yeah. where his mentality is. Um, I can be friendly, if even. Yeah. And, and even though, like, um, the Uncle Ben stuff was never, uh, was never deliberately, like, um, spelled out in this version. Um, because that particular, that particular nail has been hammered into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably feel- not as a big as as a motivator to the Spider-Man as like you know having an Iron Man in the world probably had. Yeah. And like um, I, <coughs> uh, Pat and Wooly said it best on uh, Castle Super Beast is like if I have to watch, um, if I have to watch Uncle Ben or Martha Wayne get shot again, I I'm done. <laughs> Do you think in, like, the Batman, the new movie coming out in a year or two, they're going to have Martha Wayne get shot again? Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's another origin story for Batman, or I, I, I think. <laughs> I'm all over that shit. Anyway. Like, you, don't, you, you don't really need an Uncle Ben in this universe um, to understand Peter's character. Um, it probably, you know, helps to know that it's like in the background a little bit. Yeah. But it like they, they, they barely even mentioned that he had an uncle Ben, um, you know, like they, they uh, definitely haven't mentioned his name. They only give hints that, um, may has been married before or that she's going through hard times and, uh, all that stuff. I think mm-hmm. people, people had gotten just a little bit tired of 
the seeing the same origin story done again and again and again. So yeah. the fact that they just kind of skimmed over it, said, "Hey, this is probably what happened." Are they? Are they? They didn't say. They just kind of assumed that you would know it. Yeah, happened. people would know. Yeah, like the Amazing Spider-Man, like it just did such a bad job with all of that. You know, this just seemed tacked on because they felt they kind of had to. Um, but but anyway, yeah, the, the Spider-Man, um, I, I really liked him, and uh, even though. Well, like in, in, in Homecoming, I thought was a really good movie. Um, it was kind of a na- nice change of pace from the world-ending threats that that most of the MCU handles. Um, it was a nice personal story, um, and the characters were were trying to rule the world. Like the villain wasn't trying to rule the world; he was just trying to provide for his family and all that, yeah. which I which I really liked. Um. And then Peter Parker went to space. He got dusted. The blip happened, which is what they call Thanos's uh, snap, or like the time between the snap. Yeah. And uh, that's the for five, the five-year interval where you people just people disappeared, and then when they came back, it was like they never left, and it, it was very awkward. Yeah, they like kind kind of gleaned over that. And realistically, I don't like. I don't want a big old thing about it. It's it's not supposed to be like the Thanos stuff. It came and went, and it's it's done and over with. We don't need five more movies talking about the repercussions of what happened with Thanos and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they just kind of gleaned over it, honestly. Yeah, they mentioned it. They made made a couple jokes about it, and they do give some insight about. Uh, what happened to some people like Aunt, um Dustin reminded me that Aunt May is running a a charity for people who lost their homes because um when they got back from the blip like other people were living in their house yeah um but it's like that kind of stuff this this movie touches upon um, and and like there was talking about like how one guy had a younger brother and then now he's like in college and he's still in high school. Yeah, he's like older than him. Um, yeah, they they had that one character in Peter's class who, you know, was a like a little little kid, and now he's like this big handsome handsome man in his in his class. Yeah, he's like like where'd this guy come from? Oh, but that's not really a major part of his character or whatever. It's just kind of a fun thing they added. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a post end game. This is the official end of phase three. Um, Oh my god, that memorial video at the beginning. The fact that it was so cheesily cut and amateurly made. I was going to say, it's, it's, it actually it's, made it hit harder. Yeah. Yeah, those are like, high school kids. I, I just love how it's this literal Google image search, literal Google image searches of like Black Widow and Captain America. And they have this like, they have this like low quality JPEG of vision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't just epitomize how Vision went, I don't know what doesn't. What do you think he was a low quality JPEG? I, low be- quality no, I believe how he I believe how he was, he was killed off was a low quality JPEG. Hmm. I think this is going back to Infinity War, but like all the deaths, like the official deaths in Infinity War. 
just make you hate Thanos that much more. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so what what did you guys think of this of this movie, um, Far From Home? Honestly, like overall, yeah. I thought I thought it was pretty good, and well, I knew I should have seen the twist coming. I was like, maybe they were going to do something different. Maybe they were going to, maybe they were going to have the multiverse, or maybe they still will. Who knows? There's hints that there may they may still try to squeeze that in. But uh, spoilers, folks. Uh, Mysterio, is still, Mysterio is still Mysterio. Yeah, it's uh, like I don't. As soon as the plot elements started becoming apparent, like when. Peter got Edith and how potent it was and all that stuff. And then um and then I'm like, oh, you know, Mysterio's gonna Mysterio. He's probably got some kind of crazy thing um you know, lined up. Like I was I wasn't sold on Mysterio the whole time. I'm like, Mysterio's up to something. And as soon as it was like apparent, I'm like, ah, there we go. There there we go. That's exactly what I was expecting. Well, I kind of thought and, the movie did a good job of not giving away that, you know, yeah. he was he was uh, tricking any everybody until mm-hmm. like, the moment it happens. And yeah. um, you could probably guess just because Mysterio is a bad guy in the you know Marvel Marvel comics that he's going to be a bad guy here. But um, it's like you said, like. The crazy stuff he was doing about like elementals from another dimension attacking Earth is just weird enough for people to believe after all this happened in, in the world. And we and we finally get to see Quentin Beck, who is the epitome of the kind of person who thinks that he is number one and everyone else is number two. Mm. Well, he was he was pretty proud of his team. It's a group effort. Yeah, his visual okay. effects team. Quentin, but no, no. But if there were hints that he was starting to, he was starting to think he was running the show, that he was, that it was his show and everybody else was just in it as extras. Yeah, like when he kind of like was okay with killing people and stuff like that. Um, he wasn't gonna say, oh yeah, like when I first saw the trailers and they were like. Like this guy, and Nick Fury was like, "This guy's from Earth, but from another another Earth." And um, I was like, "Okay, Quentin's usually well, uh, Mysterio's usually a bad guy. This movie might do something um, unique and be like uh, the scrolls, where they're where like it kind of flips your expectations." Um, yeah. But, but if he is tricking everyone, because like in the comics, he's like a visual effects artist or like magician or something that just uses special effects. It's like, how on earth is he doing this? Like, it seems so impossible that this guy can do this. And they had a really simple answer. Just say he worked at Stark Industries. He had, he invented the hologram technology that Tony Stark uses. And uh, he had access to, you know, all this technology from Stark that made these illusions look possible. And uh, I think that's yeah. pretty good explanation of uh of all that stuff and it's and not then, like yeah, way yeah. outside of yeah yeah it's not outside of disbelief honestly um i was actually not 100 percent on board this movie probably for the first half 
um, until Beck like made his turn, um, mm. and, and then the movie became a, lo a lot more interesting to me. Um, and, not and that it, the other, and it was, not that the other stuff was like boring or bad, but I was like, yeah, this is just kind of what I was expecting, kind of almost like a standard fare for like a superhero movie to go through. But that's what you were supposed to believe. Exactly. Point. Yeah. The, and wool I, was, the wool was over your eyes. Yeah, and like the thing is, is that um, I, I don't know. Like I, um, I enjoyed myself throughout the entire movie, and it was good. Um, but the, uh, um. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I read too dang many comics and I'm yeah. too aware of everything and all that stuff. But um, I, I didn't feel surprised by anything. Like there wasn't anything that I wasn't already expecting. And like in that regard, I, I kind of I don't know. I I don't want to say I was let down because that's not the best way to describe it. Because that that undercuts. Um, that undercuts the hard work that the, the movie had made on it, and uh, and that it is still an impressive and entertaining movie. Um, but I uh, I don't feel as hyped up by it because I kind of knew, you know, what was what was going on already, or at least uh, I figured what was happening was happening and how it was going down and everything like that. So I, uh, so you didn't feel surprised. By yeah. Anything. You were like, yeah. well, I was like, maybe that I was along the way. I was just thinking, you know, the MCU has done a changed a lot of things. Yeah. They've done their own interpretations of characters. Maybe they're, this is what they're doing here. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know. I, uh, like, I'm glad that they didn't go out of their way to subvert expectations and that they just made it, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, Mysterio is totally exactly the way you would expect Mysterio to be. But at the same time, um, I wish there was kind of more to it. But So, so this is kind of interesting to me because um, usually, usually when we talk, we're on these podcasts talking about the MCU, you're usually pretty hype on the movie we just watched. Yeah. Despite like even if he had some problems with it. So so yeah, you're you're usually the one who's a hundred a hundred and ten percent on board, but here you sound maybe you're like seventy six percent. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's still you know, it's still a good movie, it's still a good Marvel show yeah. movie, it's still a good watch, and it's still everything that I would expect out of a Marvel movie. Um my trouble was is just that it it was I don't want to say it was too predictable, but that's I think that's the only word I could use for it. I think um, even even if like Quentin turning out to be a bad guy mm -hmm. um is predictable, um I think the character stuff with Peter like trying to decide what kind of hero he is. It's like mm -hmm. people are expecting him to be the next Iron Man and um it's He's kind not. of weird talking about Nick Fury in this movie because it turns out it was really Talos from Captain Marvel. He's a scroll. Yeah. But like, um, 
Nick Fury is just like, you need to step up, be Iron, be the next Iron Man because he put his faith in you. Don't let me down. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're a <laughs> you're a wuss. I'm not yeah. to say that, but like, um, so it's hard to say if like, well, is that is would Nick Fury feel like that, or is that just someone pretending to be Nick Fury? Like, at what point, like, is the thing at the end just something that they added later as like a fun surprise, or were they like, or do they write Nick Fury as Nick Fury, putting this little kid in danger? throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Because that yeah, doesn't exactly. really seem like something he would do, necessarily. Yeah. And then, um... And then the other... Thing. And then oh. the other big thing, that mm-hmm. firmly cements Mysterio is probably one... This Mysterio is one of the biggest dicks in all of Marvel. Well, Mysterio's default setting is dickhead. But this is like... Uh-huh. this. They turned him up to 11... To... No, I I feel like he's about the same, honestly. Uh, it's I get you know I guess you might be uh, you got a point, but I guess the rest of the MCU was not quite tuned to the level of dickishness. That yeah, the how affably evil he is. Um, yeah, and but like, but that last little surprise he left before after he was after he basically killed himself. Yeah. Arrogance. <laughs> he had the he had the absolute cojones to know that he was dying to use his last minutes of life to screw over Peter Parker in such a way. Oh, and hey, J.K. Simmons is back. Yeah. But he is the worst J. Jonah Jameson ever. He's because he's, Alex, because he, he's Alex Jones. I was gonna say he's Alex Jones, J. Jon, uh, Alex J. Jo, Jonah Jameson Jones, <laughs> um, who, who probably talks about gay frogs. Uh, Randy, have you played the Spider-Man PS4 game? Um, I played about half of the game, and then my my save, like, got deleted or something, hmm. and I just haven't gone back to it since. Yeah, so the uh, J. Jonah Jameson in that in the game is a lot like what appeared at the end of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. and at first it just seems like he's uh, just like cursed Spider-Man. He's a menace. Um, but actually, the further you get into the game, um, you know, he's still the anti-Spider-Man guy, but his 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 rhetoric um, kind of feels a lot more uh, even not even-handed. But it's like you see his point of view more, where he, like he he says repeatedly he doesn't blame Spider Man for like saving people, but it's for like uh, him not him, him not thinking about his actions, allowing other bad stuff to happen because of his actions. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is more that is what he's upset about. And of course, in this movie, it's just a, a fun little cameo. Um, hopefully, he's in the next movie. Um, oh, I, I almost decidedly the next Spider-Man movie is probably going to be about the the fallout from that five-minute scene. I don't think many people will believe him, though. Like, him yeah. being outed is a big deal, but, like, for people to believe in this age of digital manipulation and all that, that this 15-year-old kid 
had an army of drones and he willingly killed hundreds of people. Um, well, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think that the world's gonna just. The whole world's just gonna turn on Spider-Man and believe that in the next movie. I think it's gonna be definitely an issue. But like, yeah. he's not gonna be like on the run, undercover, or anything. Like yeah. That. Of um, course, he might be because you know sometimes people believe the worst than others, and it doesn't take much to, to turn the turn. It doesn't take much. For the court of public opinion to prosecute someone. Yeah. So, I mean, I could fully believe that they buy into it. Because while a person or a small group of people are can be smart. Well, I think... Once you get past a certain number, people are stupid. I, I think um, what the next movie might do, and this is a gross comparison, but like we're going to have like a Pizzagate thing going on. Where some wacko nut job, possibly Craven the Hunter or something, is convinced that Pete, that Peter Parker is a psychopath murderer, you know, it takes it upon himself, yeah, to like hunt him down. I think that's a good possibility, but like is, and like, it's definitely going to affect like the Peter character next movie, in a lot of ways, not just because of his identity, well, I mean, his but because is- of. I mean, the, the life that he had planned out for himself, the life that he might have had, the life of Peter Parker is over. Yeah, he's, he's got to be... Um, that That is basically his involuntary I am Iron Man moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he didn't want. Um, yeah. Thus proving the point that he is um, he is not Iron Man. Yeah, he uh, not, and... but, but he's not Iron Man. But um, this movie went out of its way to show that he has the same spirit of Iron Man. Like when he's making the suit in the car, in the in the plane, the private jet. Um, you know, Spider Man is private jet and unlimited technology. I um I just about died of laughter when uh, when Happy put on the uh, uh, ACDC. And he's like, I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard ACDC for Iron Man since Avengers, I think. Yep. Um, but it's like, you know, the same... It's the same song that opened Iron Man, right? Like when he's on the, the in the van. And, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, me... Um, I was saying I was a little mixed, but ultimately liked uh, like the second half of the movie a lot more than the first. Um, Randy, yeah. you said you were a little disappointed that it was kind of predictable, but still pretty enjoyable. Yeah, like I, I've got nothing for but props for them sticking to uh, familiar source materials, so I can't ever knock them for that. Um, but I, I wasn't surprised by anything at all. And all the stuff in the movie, like. Like uh, Peter and MJ was really like well done. I thought like that. I love this. Oh, I love this MJ. This yeah, MJ she's is a firecracker. She's pretty good. And Dustin, you seem a little bit more uh, hot on on it all. Like you enjoyed it a I, little bit more. I think. I say I probably I think I enjoyed it more than old Randy, but I have the same issues. Like 
I mean, I knew that something was going on with Mysterio because, come on, it's Mysterio. He's not his basic underlying character trait is deception. Always. He is a liar. He lies. He's a lying liar who lies. Yeah. That is his character. Sometimes he uses it for good. Sometimes, Most of the time he uses it to be a dick. And this was pretty... This was him in full dick mode. Yeah. And we're not going to be seeing much of... We're not going to be seeing any more of that. But honestly, I think he... I think he stayed just the right amount. I don't think the MCU could handle much more of the dickishness. Well, these movies don't bring back villains very often. Um, Because most of the times they die. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's let's talk about the post-credits scene, which um, is mostly just for fun. Does have has major implications in the MCU. um, Where we find out that the Nick Fury and Maria Hill in this movie were um, really scrolls just <laughs> taking over his, his role. And the real Nick Fury is uh, on a space station somewhere. And people are assuming, and it's probably true, that this is a sword, which mm-hmm. is like, which is outer space shield. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. But then there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is very outer spacey. But at this point, I have no idea what what relation Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has to the MCU, if any, anymore. Mm-hmm. I think so, they started doing their own thing a few years ago and stopped worrying about it. I just, I don't know what's going on with that particular... Unless it... Unless they resolved it this week. I don't know. I haven't seen... I, I've been waiting till all the episodes come out. <laughs> This one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to tie up all the mysteries of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Including, including the Netflix shows and and the stuff on Freeform. Um, yeah, so that oh, kind of confirms some, some stuff that uh, people have said about like there being a lot more cosmic stuff in the MCU coming up. Um I mean, the fact that they're bringing in sword uh, kind of makes me. It, it seems to be it. It was like all scrolls. It looked like on that ship. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this one line that uh, Talos, as Nick Fury said, um, when like Peter was asking about other heroes and like where they were, mm-hmm. he brings up Captain Marvel's name, and uh, Talos says. Uh, we don't know her name. Uh, don't invoke her name or something like that. Yeah. Did you get the feeling that um, it was that it was brought up like um, he brought up Carol in like a bad light and like in like a negative way, like don't speak her name, or do you think it was more like a reverence and this is a person that saved my people? Don't. Yeah. Don't just like. Uh, like uh, or like a speak of the devil and he shall appear kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, was it negative or positive? Because I'm not really sure I think what to get from that of, line. I, I was think say, it was a little bit of both. Yeah, it felt a little reverent to me at least. It was, because when, 
I first heard it and I thought it was Nick Fury. Um, it sounded like, like, how dare you speak her name? Mm-hmm. Like she's so much above you, which kind of didn't really make sense for Nick Fury to say. Um, and for but for Talos, it makes a little more sense if she's like the savior of his people. Um, but the word "don't invoke" the phrase "don't invoke her name" kind of sounded negative to me. Like mm-hmm. we don't speak about her anymore. Um, maybe maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I wonder if future Captain Marvel movies, if they take place in the past, uh, they, like Kree actually have a falling out with her in some way. Scroll, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you think that little twist was necessary at the end there? Which one of the uh, with the with uh, Nick Fury? Nick, yeah, Nick Fury and Maria Hill being scrolls. Um, probably the most benevolent secret. I was going to say it's the uh, it's important to things to t- uh, things to come. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to dwell too much on it, really. Yeah, like I think that's why it's an after credit scene and not like an important plot point. It's just kind of like, oh, Nick Fury's actually somewhere else doing space stuff. Surprise. Yep. Not necessarily you're supposed to read into it that much. Yeah. Um, but like again, there was some character stuff about Nick Fury that kind of fell out of place. And I just wonder if that was a little bit intentional. Um, yeah, it you don't you don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. Except apparently you do. There was a, a scene missing in the movie. I don't know if you noticed, but like in the trailers, they had um, Spider-Man in his like Iron Spider outfit, um, like catching crooks in this restaurant or something. Apparently, they're making that into a little like the like the Marvel short for the Blu-ray. Yeah, they like, make a little mini film out of it. Um, like part like Peter getting ready for his trip or something like that. They just decided to cut it out of the main film because it was making it drag. Yeah, just wanted to get people to uh, the kids to Europe as fast as they could. They also so, have like, oh, oh, go ahead. This sounds like them. Oh yeah, this this is also one of the first Spider-Man movies to not take place in New York. Oh, all of it, New York. Like no, most of if you think about it, every single Spider-Man movie that has come before this has all taken place in New York, except for for Homecoming. Well, that was well. I for the most part, it was in New York. I know, but you said all of it. <laughs> I'm just saying that it wasn't, and I, and I'm saying Far From Home didn't all take place outside of New York. Obviously. But it was the it was the first Spider-Man movie to. Primarily, it's not take place in New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if that why it feels a little different too, because we associate Spider-Man so much with, uh, you know, New York. New York. New yeah. York. You mess with us, one of us. You mess with all of us. And a lot the of Spider-Man, ways, the New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, this was in a lot of ways them deliberately breaking the mold from here on out. Mm. And let it basically sending out the message that yes, the MCU as you knew it is over. Nothing is going to be the same. Everything is going to be different. Well, I mean, it's not not really. I mean, uh, I mean, the movie didn't really give off that impression. I think. Well, yeah. 
Well, like, uh, Wakanda's still around. Um, Captain Marvel's still in space. The Guardians of the Galaxy are all together still. Uh, the only things that are really missing are uh, Cap, Iron Man, Vision, and uh, like Black they, Widow. And two of those. They were saying the, the Avengers, as we know it, aren't around anymore. Exactly. Um, if they're, if like everything, if there was a multiverse, like if, and, and there is a multiverse, they, like they say so in Doctor Strange, but um, and like the, all the alternate timeline stuff from Endgame, but um, they Wait, were uh, this may be how they tie in into the Spider Verse. <laughs> no, uh, I feel like that's primarily a Sony thing, dude. I, I, know, see, but, but, I mean, like at the end of uh, at the end of Venom. They had a thing like meanwhile in a, in another universe, and they had a they had a clip of Spider Verse in there. <clears throat> um, what I'm saying is, it would be neat. It would be awesome. Like if in the Spider Man mo- Spider Verse movie, we had like all three of the live action Spider Mans. You know, apparently Tom Holland. Um, well, Remember, was Tom Holland was going to have a cameo in Spider Verse, um, but it didn't work out. I think, or they decided not to do it. Probably because um, he would have spoiled it because Tom Holland cannot cannot help but spoil anything he's in, unless they stick him with someone who will kind of handle him. <laughs> like didn't they like for like uh, Endgame and like. Uh, well, well, by like, that point, it was with... already by that point it was already a joke that that he did that. Yeah, they they stuck him with like Benedict Cumberbatch just to just to stop him from just so that Benedict could kind of stop him from spoiling things. Mm-hmm. So let's because... do the obligatory. What's next for the MCU? Which hasn't changed much since end our Endgame talk, but uh, Black Widow is. Even though it hasn't really been officially announced yet, they're uh, they're they are they are filming it right now. Um, I wouldn't be and apparent. I wouldn't be surprised if it deals with the Red Room a bit more than. Oh yeah, I mean it's going to be a Black Widow origin story about probably about how she joins um, Shield. Hmm. Um, and, and like that'll be. Her like official exit from the franchise would be that movie probably. because <clears throat> she she can't have any more sequels because she's well, not unless they, anymore. Well, unless they have unless they they film her dead body down there at the bottom of that gorge. Well, that reminds me when um Dustin asked me, so is Black Widow movie a prequel? And I go or or something like that. And I went, it's it's just going to be two and a half. It's going to be two hours for falling. Then, uh, well, they could do that as a framing device. Is that as she's falling, she's, you know, having a that flashback to her. I life. had that. I had that, I had that thought too. That would be really weird. <laughs> Open a movie where she's falling off a cliff. It's like she's falling off the cliff, and then it slows down and stops, and it's like her saying, "So you're probably wondering how I got here." <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, I knew that. I had to make that joke. How did I end up in this situation, you might be asking yourself. Well, it all started in 1984. 
where I was a, a Russian a secret agent, probably in the 90s at that point, but I was a Russian secret agent uh, <laughs> sent out to kill Hawkeye. <laughs> 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 But uh, yeah, it's, uh, but seriously, I ha- I don't know how they may not they may mention they may not you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, I I don't know exactly where they're gonna go with everything because they've already like Endgame was such a big event, um, and like it's really hard. Well, I to, think Doctor Doctor Screen. Uh, the Doctor Strange sequel is going to deal with the fact that there's no more Infinity Stones. Yeah. So the world's kind of more, uh, more um, open to like otherworldly and, and other dimensional attacks and all that. Um, who knows what Black Panther's going to do? Um, there might be another. There might be another Thor movie. Uh, nothing official, but like Chris Hemsworth seems open to the idea. He likes being Thor, especially after Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Where you got to be Dad Thor. And or I don't... Thor. I think we're going to see Fantastic Four sooner rather than later. Yeah. In the MCU, especially yeah. with um, like all the cosmic stuff that might be going on. And I suspect that the that uh, Stark Tower is going to become the Baxter building. Yeah. I mean, like, ever since um, Homecoming, I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, that becomes a new Baxter building. And that was, like, way before the Fox stuff ever happened, but it was an idea. Um, yeah, there's, there's a... And don't forget, we've also got we've also got the, the Marvel mutants and X-Men kind of waiting in the wings. But yeah, that's probably not for a while. I they they've probably said it's probably gonna be like three or four years before we even begin to see anything like that. Yeah, it's like it's like too soon from too soon from Dark Phoenix. Yeah, the the literal end with a whimper for the mm-hmm. Fox's X Men movies. Do you see Dark Phoenix, Randy? Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll rent it when it comes out, but I didn't. I was like, nah, this, no, this I don't, isn't done. I, I don't want to watch a, a film adaptation of uh, a series screw up that storyline again. So I know it's. I mean, the first time they did it was a cluster. Well, I mean, for me, like you know, Logan was the ending, and Deadpool was just a happy continuation of mutant oh. movies. <laughs> I would not be. There's probably going to be more Deadpool movies. I guarantee. Oh yeah. And yeah, they probably and they will. They haven't probably, talked about like a Deadpool three, but I wasn't there rumors that that they're like actually trying to bring like the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool into the MCU. Like I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they figure out a way to bring him, bring him, and and he'd still be the same character, like not just be like a knockoff. Yeah. There's ways of doing that. I would be fine if they just keep his movies a little separate, but also not separate like they kind of did already. Um, yeah. I mean, now, but like now they can have like Captain America show up, but it doesn't have to be like uh, Chris Evans be, or, or what's his name. It's going to be kind of weird if like 
the Josh Brolin Gable still also shows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, he already kind of made that joke in a Deadpool too. Okay, let's start wrapping it up. Um, I guess there's a, not, not much else to say. The MCU continues to be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It, this wasn't the movie that messed it up. Thank goodness. I mean, it would it would take a major gaff for them to screw up BMC at this point. Yeah. I mean, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, nearly every single series, superhero or not, eventually just gets bad or, like, really, really disappointing. Like, in, like, you know, Spider-Man 3, the Batman movies. Um, but, like, these MCU movies, even though... Some of them may not be fantastic. Like they're, still, they're like what twenty two movies strong at this point, and they haven't had like, like one that ruined anything yet. <laughs> it's like Pixar quality. It's it's basically the same kind of thing. Even at their worst, they're still better than a lot of the best that everybody else is. I mean, they they've had at this point they managed to have satisfying arcs for like most of their major characters that they started with. Um, you can't say that with, like, The Dark Knight or, Spy- like, the original Spider-Man trilogy or uh, yeah, or the old Batmans and stuff, you know. They've, they've done a fantastic thing with this. Um, and, and, they, and they followed through, and they still have more to go, so. And it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. Tune in next time for Spider-Man, um, which I predict is going to be called There's No Going Home. If, huh. they, if they keep up the, the home motif. Yeah. I am I'm excited for what they're what's gonna happen next, honestly. I um uh... I think they're gonna announce like their upcoming slate uh pretty soon, so we'll yeah. see what's going on with that. We officially know when like uh when uh, Guardians 3 is coming out and all that stuff. But are they going to be doing it at Comic-Con or D23? That's I think the they question. said they might be at Comic-Con. I don't know. Better do it at Comic-Con. Yeah. Or I want my money back. This, is, this has been Joseph Blanchett, Dustin Watts, Randy Keepers. Yeah. Uh, you can help support the podcast at patreon.com slash Joseph Blanchett. No, I, no, uh, slash Legendary Frog. Um, I'm using my made-up names. You dingus. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't you want to get paid? <laughs> you want to get paid. Visit my Patreon. Yeah. Pay this man. Pay this man for my uh, for my Adobe products. And uh, website hosting helps out with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, good. Yep. Keep your heads, keep your heads hell high, true believers. And no more Stanley... Break my heart like that. Stanley cameos. I mean, it. We we have to keep it going for him, you know. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, guys, and we'll see you next time. Later on. Bye bye. Excelsior. Oh my God, Dustin, you fucking nerd! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Do, I had to do it. You see, Randy, like, I had a feeling that you weren't as hot on this movie because um, when you mentioned you saw it, you just, you, you uh, 
You yeah, it, was, it wasn't what? all capital letters and me screaming. Yeah, you didn't say much else about it. Like, I saw it. Yeah. It was a thing I saw. It sure was a thing. You know, I wasn't sure. It was like, oh, man, did he hate it? Or just, or was he just okay with it? Or I don't know. Yeah, What's, no. happening? What's happening to Randy? Yeah. <laughs> He's he's dying on the inside a little by little, so yeah. But uh, it's like 